welcome to Critical Thinking for Everyone! Welcome everyone to a brand new month and a brand new set of show. Well, actually not going to be a totally brand new set of shows. It's going to be a mix of new shows this month. December of 2025, and maybe some old favorites. Yeah, we're probably going to get into the old favorites. We're going to try to take a little downtime for for holiday action. So, yeah, yeah, and a little traveling. Yep. Brian's going to yeah. be doing a little traveling. a little traveling. So my host here sitting next to me at the mic is Brian Barnes. It is, it is. Welcome to everyone out there in Radio Land. I am joined, as always, by the incredibly research-intensive Patty Payette. <laughs> guilty, mm-hmm, guilty, mm-hmm. yes, and yeah. it's all for the greater good, for critical thinking, for improving my thinking and your thinking, and thereby sharing that with the world out there. Yeah, yeah, we do We do think that improving our own thinking will create um, maybe some kind of ripple effect, you know, that's the thing, we're trying to improve our own thinking and share with you how we do that and what that kind of looks like and and maybe in order to encourage you to do it too. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a really uh, fun and I hope educational show for you today. Mm -hmm. As, As you know, I always put fun and educational. I like to to make sure we do both. Oh, sure, definitely. You know? yeah, yeah, and good. today's show I thought would be good because you are Mr. Sustainability. Oh, man. I thought we could talk about how to have a more sustainably minded holiday. In other words, how to green up your holidays. Okay, okay. What do you well, think? I think that sounds pretty good. I mean, people use garland for that. <laughs> do they not? Some of that they art, deck some the of that, halls. Yeah, some they of that plastic garland. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Green. This is a different kind of greening. Oh, this we is can't use the plastic garland for this. Well, I don't know. Plastic. I mean, it is good if you have decor to have. I don't know. See, here's the thing. That's some of the advice that I read from the research I did. Said that if you could use natural elements in mm, your in okay. your uh, decorating, that is considered to be a really nice sustainable move. Okay. So I think we should start off though by unpacking this concept of sustainability. Okay. Because before we get into what makes a sustainable holiday season and how can people be more green and um, eco-friendly in their choices on how they celebrate and buy gifts and eat on all, et cetera, et cetera. What does it mean to be sustainably minded? Like to approach your holiday choices with a sustainable lens. Mm. What, what you're, you're mis- I call you Mr. Sustainability because mm. you are sustainability expert. Well, are you not? Well, I work in the area. Yes, you work and teach. Yeah, others yeah. About I mean, expertise is a is a tough mantle, but I would say probably I know as much about it as most of the people around here. <laughs> so I, we'll go with that. I think you're pretty. We'll I, I I think that's an area that that's definitely part of your wheelhouse. All right, all right. Well, um, thanks. Uh, yeah, sustainably minded. Yeah, um, if I was mean? if I was sustainably minded, I would yeah. be interested um, in perhaps pursuing uh, the best outcomes for, I mean, this is just really basic, I guess, but the best outcomes for kind of three broad areas maybe would be one way to approach sustainability. Like I, tr- I want to be as, um, I, wanna, I want to conserve the natural environment as much as possible. 
I want to uh, create positive social outcomes okay. as much as possible, and I want to um, manage in a way where I'm sort of, again, coming out positive as opposed to negative um, in terms of, of finance and economics. So there are these three areas, but it gets more complicated than that, frankly, because those three areas aren't really co-equal. And so um, if, I'm, if I'm talking about sustainable mindedness in like, I suppose, an everyday way of thinking about it, it might yeah. be something more along the lines of trying not to hurt the planet, trying to have a low impact or a light footprint on go. the That's planet. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. You know, um, trying to maybe uh, demonstrate resilience in some way or to promote resilience within systems on the planet. I mean, some of this, I think, is more everyday. Okay. So, so when we think about a sustainably minded holiday approach, what we're thinking about is minimal impact on the planet yeah, and yeah. the systems that yeah. we rely on. It's just, it's it's right. problematic because sustainability is really, you know, it's broadly considered to have these three areas to it, right? So when you talk about light impact on the planet, I mean, sometimes that comes at maybe a high impact to particular populations of people, for example. And so it's not always completely, um, it's not always completely clear what the sustainable thing is to do when we start talking about global supply chains and stuff. But I think that's a nice place to start. I mean, especially since a lot of the stuff's global supply chains and has to do with pollutants and plastics and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe a lighter approach would be preferable is a nice way to start. Okay. Mm. I think that's a good starting place. So so I pulled together some advice from the interwebs on how to have a green up your holiday season. And what I thought we would do as we talk through them and to bring the critical thinking lens, maybe we could say, you know, let's talk a little bit about A, how we make decisions about these things, mm-hmm. and B, um, what makes this choice a sustainable choice? Okay. Or, you know what I mean? A yeah. positive choice for our A and B. Okay? Gotcha. Yep, definitely. All right. All right. So the first set of uh, tips came from the Harvard University. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. The you ever Har- heard of that little school, Harvard Har- University? What is it? Harvard? <laughs> Harvard? Harvard is how they say it. Okay. It's this little school in New England, somewhere in New England. Mm. So, it rings anyway, a bell. Yeah, it rings a bell. might have heard of it. Yeah. Something. Anyway, so they have a – look – Sustainability. Sure, they have a letterhead. Yeah, yes. they have a letterhead. Sustainability, mm-hmm. and here are some of their advice. Here's some of their advice. Harvard okay. is quite a highly regarded school in sustainability. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. All right. Mm-hmm. So they're they're doing good work in that area. I mean, I think so. so. Yeah. Okay. I, well, my, you would know. Well, yeah. I mean, typically they're you they um they do have a good profile. Okay. Well. So. Um, so for those of you, uh, just to give you a little more information, Brian is uh, one of the leaders in sustainability here at, at the University of Louisville. And in when he's not in the classroom, he's doing lots of work around uh, sustainability initiatives. Um, and he also, when he's in the classroom, he also teaches classes on sustainability and not just here at University of Louisville, but across the river at 
Indiana University Southeast. And at Harvard University. No, not no, at Harvard. Yeah, no. Yeah. So Brian is well versed in both theory and practice uh, around sustain, sustainable living I and am. work. I and, am. I'm working on that. And, and ethics related to sustainability. So mm-hmm, you are mm-hmm. quite the... You you don't sell yourself short in this area, okay? Oh, that's that's nice why that's why one of my nicknames for Brian is Mr. Sustainability. Well, there I go. There you go. All right. Okay. So, so, so Harvard also Harvard. probably has a Mr. Sustainability or they, two. Yeah. They okay. Yeah. So here's the first one. Um, what you can do for gift giving mm-hmm. is try local, like mm-hmm. support local. And so they say this, like if you shop locally, it will save you shopping miles and support the local economy. So when they say shopping miles, can you explain to people what that means? Yeah, yeah. sure. So shopping miles um, mean the a couple of things. It might refer to the amount of movement that you, you, that you go through in terms of your own shopping. I suppose that's what they mean here. Yeah, they, they shopping you, miles. Like yeah, you're so, shopping locally. Yeah, so I mean, you know, if I'm if I buy something from the other part of the world, then that's that is thing has to come to me, and that puts, um, you know, that means there are fuel costs, right? So um, the transportation will pre- create pollution and um, might also create some. I don't know, who knows, like some, some desperate situations for some low-income people. Like there are all kinds of things that happen when I buy from far away. I can't check the conditions of the labor, for example, um, the way I can if it's just down the street or something. So right. at any rate, though, but usually I think what this is referring to is just the, the literal pollution that we're putting on the product, not only as we drive around town from mall to mall for a couple of weeks every year, uh, but also when we order from, uh, from Jeff Bezos and he brings it in to me. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and then you get like multiple sm- like op- op- small objects in these big boxes, and you get like multiple, you know, and that's a lot not so great for the environment. Well, I think it's always nice when you go into Kroger and you always see right there in produce, they're the kiwis. Oh, the kiwis that are shipped in. There's no locally grown kiwi. No, there isn't. <laughs> hey, there's no locally grown coffee for there's that no matter. There's no locally grown coffee. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I know. I mean, I you know. know when... No locally grown chocolate. <laughs> you know, I mean, but we're certainly consuming all that stuff. I know. I just but... think the kiwis are particularly dramatic because there's like five of them sitting there. <laughs> and they're going, yeah, we've come from a really long way. Whatever their accent is, they come from a really long way. So, Okay. So so shop locally uh, for gifts. Um, and there which also supports your local economy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bring reusable bags. Now, Brian and I mm. actually spent two whole shows oh, just talking about the plastic bag oh, issue. Yeah, yeah. And reusable bags are really good. Have them with you. And I like this tip because sometimes I do this. I, I ha- always have bags in my car. Like mm. anytime you go mm-hmm. to my car, mm-hmm. literally anytime there's going to be reusable bag in there. But where it says keep forgetting your bags, I remember them when I go into Kroger. But sometimes I don't remember them when I go into another store that's not Kroger. Oh. And they said ask the first store you go into for a large bag. And as you make your shopping rounds, consolidate all your purchases into that one bag. Oh, yeah, of course. So that's... But you know, the, but you know the, the stores don't like that, right? Why? Because you advertise when, oh, you, when, you, when you take their, their bag. bag around. Yeah, so they're always yeah. like, uh, I've, I actually, I used to do this when I was doing yeah. a lot of mall shopping. Yeah. And what I would find is that as I would go in stores, I would get increasingly bigger and bigger bags <laughs> as the people were like, oh, here, let me just give you a bag for all that. You can just put all of that in our bag. And I'm like, well, Another bag inside another bag. Well, I mean, at that time, I was like, well, I don't really care. So, it was, yeah, so I'd end yeah. up with like all these bags. Yeah. Well, the other thing you can do, folks, is 
Um, so let me give you an example. On Saturday, I went to our local fair trade uh, gift shop called Just Creations. Just Creations on fair And trade. I was in there, and I purchased a gift. And I said, I didn't have a bag with me, and they were about to give me a plastic bag. And I said, could really? you give me, yeah. I said, could you give me a paper bag, please? Was that, see, made, then, was that made by local artisans somewhere? Yeah, plastic I know, bags? exactly. And I said, could you give me a paper bag? Because I knew I could compost that yeah, or reuse yeah. it for yeah, something, okay. even wrapping. Sure, sure, right? sure. Yeah. A, brown, a brown paper bag. So, so that's the other thing, folks. If you have a choice between plastic, please get paper. Ask for paper. And then you can, A, either compost it with your food scraps or or throw it in your compost with your food scraps, I should say. Because compost is both the verb and the noun, right? That's right. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those words. So yeah. it's one of those words. So it's really yeah. both. Okay. Yeah. Or And you can also use it as wrapping, which then you're not using wrapping paper. But then so people then... will make fun of you. Why? Oh, because it looks like you didn't use wrapping paper. A lot of people find that to be a, a source of some mirth. Well, you can say, guess what? I'm being sustainable. Joke's yeah. on you. Yeah. And they say, well, not when you look at the box. <laughs> okay. There's layers here. It's there are, complicated. There are layers, All right. Yeah. So another thing is shop, shop small. Instead, instead of getting a bunch of new stuff, consider giving family and friends the gift of a new experience like spa service, restaurant, or auto repair. So in other words, you could also support local businesses by giving them something they can use or do. So then it's not a thing. Right, that you're adding into their life. Right, right. Um, memberships, uh, CSA share for upcoming growing season. That's a that's a great idea. Sure, that's why not? A really great idea. Yeah. So, another one is don't shop at all. It says a nice homemade gift. Now you know I do like baking, yeah. And I have been known to turn my baking and put it in like a nice. Um, packaging, of mm-hmm. course, it's recycled packaging because okay. it's like a glass jar or yep, I've seen it. something. You've seen it. <laughs> and that's a good way to yeah. get a consumable that way. I think it's really important that we stop. The same, the same kind of problem is there with the reused gift wrapping, right? A lot of people, a lot of people, I think, particularly in our culture, believe that they've not done their best unless they purchased holiday gift wrap. Really? Or they purchased, if you're going to do a handmade thing, you've still got to purchase maybe the right container to put mm, it in or something. To make right? it present presentation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's really important that we challenge that here. I think that, you know, it's not necessary for us to engage in commerce at every moment. This thing is so damn commercial. It is absolutely out of hand. Talk about losing the meaning of the season. I mean... Christianity aside, frankly, if this is supposed to be about gift giving in some kind of a um, a gracious and caring way, a lot of that just ends up getting overshadowed mm. by necessity and aesthetics and, um, you know, one person feeling like the actual value has to do with the appearance of literal dollars spent as opposed to care. And I just want to say, you know, I mean, I really appreciate that you give gifts where, you know, it's obviously something that you put a lot of care into to like, you know, decorate the package, put the package together, but it is reused, right? And that, and that you, you're very comfortable doing that. And I think that a lot of people out there just, they're scandalized by the notion that someone would think that they were poor, 
Oh, I see what you're saying. There's a lot okay. of that around. Oh, I see. So all uh, gift giving as a status about your own and 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 homemade gifts wealth. are the same, right? Because everybody knows right. that a pan of brownies doesn't cost nearly as much as this coat that you know. Yeah, but the personal effort you put into making. But it, that's yeah. the thing, right? Is okay. that is that so often people who don't have much, this is what they have, yeah. and so people who are sensitive to how it makes them look perceive that as being sometimes you know, a negative. And I just have to say that when we talk about sustainable gift giving, we got to get all, we got to swallow all that down or push it aside or recharacterize it because that kind of thinking will force you on Christmas Eve into the mall. Well, because you don't have enough of the right stuff. Right. And you feel you know? like, oh, I got to go buy something. I got right. buy. I got this handmade stuff. I didn't buy them anything. Right. So you know? one of the things you could uh. do maybe is you could I have a preemptive conversation by saying, hey, I'm having a greener sustainability, sustainable. And so I'm doing all handmade gifts this year. And yeah, you don't have to put yeah. pressure on other people. Yeah, yeah. But you could say, hey, that's going to be that's what I'm doing this year. And yeah. I'm saving helping make it a greener planet. And, I think it's fantastic. Know? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I think that I think that yeah. context is good. I think also yeah. people do things like they'll they'll maybe put a note in there kind of explaining maybe all the effort that they put in or what all the steps were or right. something like that. I mean, that personalization plus the explanation of the process sometimes right. will add value to gifts. It's yeah. just, it, it's, pro- it's, it's problematic when you got a bunch of out there who only care about cash. Well, that's the problem. Okay. Well, but we're, we're, we're going to offer, we I don't know that we could necessarily solve that problem, but oh, no, we, we could can't. offer people listening support. Some, yeah, and some routes they might take. We can't control how your loved ones react, but we can give you some good ways you could go. And okay. if they're pretentious, <laughs> oh my God, listen to you. You, wow. There's nothing you can do. Just do your wow. best. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, since you just said that about like personalizing something, yeah. one of the tips I read was this. So I thought this was a good tip. It said one of the ways that you can take a gift that some may see as sort of like eh, a little, you know, like a candle or a, or a, you know, like a book or something. Oh, that's not so personal. But what you can do, though, they said they gave the example of you could give someone a book or you could pull maybe – to it could even be books off your bookshelf or go to the used bookstore or wherever and carefully curate and choose one or two books for this person and then you write them a letter saying I I chose these books for oh, you yeah that kind of stuff super this. special really I think personal. yeah Isn't that nice yeah and they said with a candle what you could do is you could give them a candle and then you could buy a box of those really long matches and you could like write a message on like an or an intention like I you know I would like for you to have more you know maybe quiet calm moments you write your it life. on the match no, you write it on the matchbox so then it's a really long box I of those she matches just wrote it on one of the matches and like maybe well you could do that you could write an intention on every match. and you could you could write a word like peace or calm or whatever well, and it's then long they you get a whole sentence you, yeah yeah. So so that was one of the tips. Some I think that's I've never thought of that. I yeah. think that's amazing. Some of the other homemade gifts could be homemade ornaments, crafty picture frames, homemade soap. Um, I, for example, knew someone who when they lost their dog, I found a picture off the Internet and copied it and made a little ornament and gave it to them at Christmas because I knew oh, they were see missing those, their See, their that's dog. the thing, though. I think when people do stuff like that, yeah. which arguably, again, is not a big money gift, mm-hmm. when people do stuff like that, I think it really should have a lot more impact and be a lot more powerful as a gift than something that someone 
just purchases. But what ends up happening a lot of times, I think, is that people don't understand the significance of the homemade or handmade gifts they're getting. Obviously, this one right, was very clear, but right. I think in a lot of cases we just don't. We just go, "Oh, wow! What in the world is this? What is this thing? like homemade yeah. picture frame?" And you could be like, "Well, I chose this picture because it represents the." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could yeah. you could frame it, uh, quote unquote. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. And the other thing they said mentioned this, this was I had never real thought about this. Another tip I read. A music like you could go to Spotify mm. and you can curate a playlist for someone and then you can share it with them. I never thought I didn't know you could do that. I'm still making mixtapes. What do so, you mean? Yeah, you're still a mixtape. Look, mix mixtape. Right. Well, that's the, well, that's the thing, right? It's a little bit. See, for a lot of people, though, it's interesting, right? Because like people my age, I think maybe yeah. might might think that a playlist doesn't seem like it's as much of a gift, right? Because people make playlists all the time. When I talked to my father about getting gifts for my son, yeah. my son like would like a lot of things that are sort of digital, and my father's sitting around going, and I got him what? Right, because he's nothing, old school. He's used to couch? tangible. Right, right. He it's wants like, where's a tangible the thing? thing. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So my kids are the same age as, mm. as your son, Ian. Right. And it, it, it they do like all the digital things, right? In fact, one of the things my son put on his Christmas list was some, like, photo software, right? Sure. Now, one of the ch- personal challenges I take on is trying to find gifts for them that they didn't know they wanted that are tangible and they're little, like, small kind of thoughtful things that they wouldn't necessarily think of, but I try to come up with something to surprise them. Nice. You know what I mean? That's nice. It's yeah. hard, as you know, this age can be challenging. It's very so, challenging. So yeah. you know, you know, you know what it's like. Okay. So here are a few other gifts from Harvard, uh, gift ideas that Harvard suggested. Plantable colored pencils, blooming lollipops. I'm not sure what that is. Compostable toothbrushes and toothpaste bits. Silicone straws, reusable storage bags, or give a donation to an environmentally friendly nonprofit. So, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. yeah, those things where you plant like the stick or you plant the stub of the pencil or something uh, oh, like that. Oh, oh, it, it that, has seeds in it. And what does it? What grows from that? Whatever the seed is. Okay, whatever. That's kind of cool. <laughs> okay, so the, that's from Harvard. That's it's the advice from Harvard. I think Harvard did a good job. There's some good advice there. I think they did a good so, job too. All right, so here's another um, on the same theme of gift giving. Because by the way, we're going to talk about gift giving, but then we're going to talk about like holiday parties and food. We're going to move into that area in just a minute. But let's talk a little bit more about gift giving. Okay. This is from the Lily. Lily is a website. Uh, it's aimed at primarily women. Uh, it has lots of women's related issues and topics and news. And anyway, so this was on the Lily. That's, okay. uh, oh, yeah, it's from the Washington Post. Okay. Anyway, so they have five ideas for meaningful gift giving. And I already mentioned one about the curate, like a personal library for mm-hmm, someone and mm-hmm. write them a letter. Yeah, that's cool. Another, uh, create a custom soundtrack. Yep, yep, we talked yep, about yep. that. The matchbook and candle, we already talked about that. Uh, They said even just a handwritten note to someone, like maybe there was someone who played an important role in your year for Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. the past year, and you Mm -hmm. want to write them a note. Yeah, I think it's a good time to do that, and it doesn't cost any money. Right. Well, mail it, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Break out some nice stationery because, you know, handwritten notes these days are or so, you know, everybody's emailing. Premium. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here is a l- few more suggestions. Um, 
This is from a website called The Whole You. Have you ever heard of that? The Whole You. The Whole You. No. Okay. So let me see if they've got other gifts we have. Oh, they talked about regifting swap. So you could do a yeah regifting like is a I think very I think a very important practice frankly it, regifting can mm-hmm. be a really good way to do it um, okay let's talk about wrapping we've already talked about brown paper okay. I also really like their idea of instead of uh, like mm-hmm. find an object related to the gift to wrap it in so for example they say like a dish towel for kitchen goods okay right or maybe it's a sure. baby gift for a for a baby put it wrap it in a blanket mm. or um but they gave me the idea of um when they talked about like scrap like cloth and that kind of thing it gave me an idea of maybe i should keep a box where i have like um Fabric yep. and because I already have that with ribbon, I reuse okay. ribbon. Okay. But now I thought, oh, I could keep a box with fabric scraps, which then I could use for wrapping, or even a big atlas. Because who uses maps anymore, right? Like a big atlas book. That's could true. Could tear those out yeah. and use those for wrapping. Yeah, yeah. My I bro- used to use newspaper quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, my my brother used to for years. He would use the funny papers, which of course now he. I don't even think he gets the newspaper. So, <laughs> so do you even have the comics anymore in the newspaper anymore? Couldn't say. I Couldn't don't say. know. I'm, Maybe don't, Larry might know. Your yeah, dad might, might know. know. Anyway, so I like this idea of you of using alternative type wrapping paper. Um, ask companies to ship your packages using paper instead of polystyrene packing peanut. Really? How do you ask? I don't, I don't ask know. The company? I don't how do you know get how them you to would do ask. that? I mean, I guess you could just reach out. I guess you could email them and be like, or or you know, you're. I just placed an order. Could you please, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe you ask put them. in the comments or something. Yeah, something know? like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it said, uh, uh, holiday decor. Now, have you put up your holiday decor yet? Oh, there's not much in the way of holiday decor. Too many cats. Oh, <laughs> who like to claw. claw yeah, climb up. things. Yeah. yeah, well. Yeah, but no, I don't know. And I'm also going to Panama, so probably... That's Probably right. no holiday decor until real, until you get, get back. back. Yeah, you'll be gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Did you notice we put up our holiday lights this weekend at our at our house? No, so I Brian have, is I have a neighbor. Not, for those I have of you not listening, not been by your house at night. Okay, well we put up our lights. Cool. And we unfortunately we did not. This one says we should be using Energy Star qualified LED lights. Right. I have to admit, I did not look on the packaging last year when we bought. The lights to see if they're so going forward. I will do that because okay. they're ninety percent more efficient than traditional Christmas lights. I sure. didn't know that. Well, yeah, that's why we use LEDs. See, I didn't know that. Mm. Okay, so um, I will. So, folks out there, don't make my mistake. Use LED. Look for LED. <laughs> it's just a lot of Christmas people have lights. old stuff still, and they don't want to go buy new stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, some I will so. tell you some of the stuff that they sell now. It lasts like a season, and then that's it, and it's terrible. Yeah, that's it goes a, in that's the a land, problem. Yep. Landfill. Yeah. Um, now choose your candles carefully. So they're saying many conventional candles contain paraffin, petroleum-based ingredients. Sure. So look for soy or beeswax candles. Okay. So that's that's good advice. Right? I guess. Yeah. Sure. You have bees. Are you going to be making candles? No, nah, not this year. Maybe next year. No, maybe next yeah, year. Leaving it all for the bees. This okay. Year. Yeah. String together popcorn, cranberries, or make garland out of old jewelry, small stuffed animals, or toys, trinkets, memorabilia, cookie cutter buttons. Wow. 
that that now if I had small kids at home that would be a fun yeah it's pretty project. cool I think if yeah. you're yeah if you, especially if you know the kind of things people like yeah. yeah so those are some good things you can do to be more oh look at this one I didn't see this look if you're feeling extra motivated sign up for the 30 day sustainability self paced challenge okay oh look at that I'll post that on the um, on our website look at that that looks that cool. could be cool yeah yeah that yeah, might be fun for listeners one of the things, too, that you could do, I don't know if yeah. people have thought about this, is you could give away some stuff that you already have that you're intending to give away anyway. Like what? Like maybe if you've got things stored, like maybe yeah. you've got old furniture or something, or maybe you got um, you got something from a, you know, from a relative that they passed on to you and you didn't quite use it, mm-hmm. or maybe you replaced something, and so you yeah. have, you know, an extra whatever. It might be a really good time to figure out who needs one of those things and try to pass it on. You know what? It's so funny you should say that. You just gave me an idea of something, a family uh, thing that was passed on that I could send to my cousin Sharon, who sometimes listens to the show. So she might be listening. I don't want to say what it is. Okay, Sharon. But you just gave me the idea of something I could pass on to her that would be really fun. All right. Um, Family, a family thing. It might be quite a lot to to ship the haunted nightstand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the haunted nightstand. Although I'm sure Sharon would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Like my nightstand likes to rattle. Yeah, yeah. There's it's something in there. Your grandparents. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> it was, belonged to them. <laughs> it was an end table that I use as a nightstand. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Okay, here's some more um, tips. Now, let's talk about entertaining for the different poli- uh, parties you're going to be having this oh, yes. holiday season. Yes. Yes, One of them is locally grown food. Okay, so why don't you tell people why locally grown food is a good sustainable move? Well, there are a couple of things. I mean, one thing about locally grown food is that it uh, doesn't have those little those miles on it that we talked about. Right. Right. Um, you can also often, if it's locally grown, you can talk to someone who might have been involved in it. Like you could get a little bit of the story of the food and you could learn a little bit more about the conditions whether it's milk yeah. or vegetables or meat or the whatever farmers you're into. markets are still going in Louisville right now. That's right. Yeah. You can support local farmers mm-hmm. if you care about that. If you care about something like a uh, local economy, this is a great way for you to do it. Everybody eats, and so this mm, is a nice way to okay. find a um, to find something. Also, of course, um, the older the food is. Um, the longer it's off of the vine, in particular, if we're talking about vegetables and stuff, the less nutrition it actually has. Uh, so you lose nutrition over time from your produce. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and so if it's local, it has it didn't have to spend two weeks getting here. I see. Right? Which, so it might be fresher. Good okay, chance. so let me ask you about a tip I read because it's related to produce. Okay, okay so sure. one of the tips I read was. Yeah. When you're in the produce, when you're buying produce, mm. produce section, farmer's market, mm. whatever, mm. look for the less than perfect produce. Okay. So, like, if you see apple and it's got, like, a little tiny brown spot or maybe a bunch of celery that's not quite as perfect as the other bunches, they say the reason you want to buy those and maybe just cut off the spot that's not great and throw it in your compost pile is because those are more most likely to be the compost that other people won't choose and will be wasteful and will go into food waste oh yeah so it's like your own little personal food recovery move maybe that's what there's what do you think about that advice well i think it's great advice i mean um it 
comes with some problems. I mean, especially if you're at, you know, one of the high price vendors, your Whole Foods, your Fresh Market, something like that. They go through that produce several times a day and throw away stuff that has any blemishes on it. Oh, they do? They do. I mean, they send, they they all have food recovery networks. I mean, the big ones have food recovery networks that they work with, so somebody else will probably get that down mm-hmm. the line. Um, in some cases, of course, the stuff that's blemished or, or otherwise unusable gets shipped over to the deli and turned into soup or garnish or whatever, uh, you know, some kind of a oh, hot dish. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So if, if there's something like that in right. the store. Okay. But um, the problem that I think a lot of consumers run into at those high-priced pl- high places is that the produce is already perhaps 20% more expensive than it is at another place, and now I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to pay the, the premium with the blemish. Mm, Part of the reason why a lot of people want to go to those places is because they're going to have perfect. Yeah, it's going to look beautiful in addition to tasting good. And so I think that that's that's Mm. one of the reasons um, that a lot of customers don't make this choice. But if we already are committed to paying, you know, two dollars for that apple, you know, like wherever it is, like I'm going to buy apples and you say, I don't really care if it has a blemish on it or a brown spot. I think this is a great thing to do. Um, to show, okay. well, also just to maybe knock my own sense of superheroism down a bit, right? It's so easy, especially at the holiday season when I've got that hot credit card, just go around and just get everything done, you know? Like, and I'm able to just do so much, right? I'm able to, to accomplish all these things that's going to make people feel this way and that way, right? We're going to have these events that are going to portray this, that, and the yeah. other. You know, everything that I get is just right because everybody's offering all of these varieties and I know where to go to get just the thing. You know, maybe take an apple with a bruise and just show Shut up for a while. Maybe just yeah. just just step back off of your um, platform of greatness and go. Ah, you know, it's bruised because um, that's the it's, natural cycle, and and I can <laughs> still enjoy bit. this yeah. produce. So, yeah. so I think so there's something good about tip. that. Yeah, that was yeah. a tip I read. I thought that was pretty clever. It's packed. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing they talked about was making upcycled. If you want to give Christmas cards, hmm. you know, you could use. Um, materials that you already have and, like, turn them into cards. You know, make, sort of make your own. Yeah, yeah. That's some Takes work. Time. I know. Or if you really want to be green, you're like, I don't want to ship a Christmas card. You could send a digital card. Right. A digital card. Uh, some nice. people, yeah. a couple people I know do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy sending and getting Christmas cards myself. Mm. That's, you know, one of the things I say about the holidays is like focus on the things you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And I do enjoy Christmas cards. And um, as you know me, I also really love baking a lot. So I'm going to really be baking and doing some fun things in the kitchen during the holidays because I enjoy it so much. So just be be warned, you're going to be getting some (laughs) holiday baking, young man. Well, that sounds good for me. I mean, thanks for the warning. What... um, just with regard to your holiday baking, do you yeah. have like a tradition or are you like really ad hoc? Like you just sort of start, you, know, you just, just pick some stuff or, or how do you approach holiday baking? Um, well, I know I know some people always make exactly yeah, the same thing, exactly the same well, way. Well, um, that's such a good question. Well, for a long time I did Christmas cookies and decorating. And when my kids were little, you know, that was kind of a, a fun thing to do. And now I actually prefer to do, I have a, a, you know, you've had this before. I have like a chocolate bark that I make. like yep. a, mm-hmm. So I enjoy having that and mm-hmm. I put it in the freezer and it's just when I need something 
put together a gift right there. It's just always there and always ready. So oh, cool. I enjoy making that. And you can throw pretty much anything in there. Anything into the like, bark. Once you melt, I get a really nice high-quality chocolate. And once you melt it, mm-hmm. you can throw, like, fruit and pretzels and nuts and whatever else you want in there. So I really like bark because it's so... It's good, and it's easy, and you can put a lot of things in there. Nice. Um, This year, I am – and and so it kind of varies, but, you know, I have my go-tos. You know, granola. I love to bake granola, and people really like my granola. Okay. Sometimes. The cherry granola is quite good. I gave some granola to someone recently as a gift, and they said the the only problem is when they gave me the jar back, it was empty, and they said, the only problem is so good, and they said my spouse ate almost all of it. <laughs> so so I know. This was their problem. It's I was like, so well, I yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm going to give them some more for That's Christmas. Nice so nice maybe I'll give them two. Like, they each have their own. There you are. Stay out of my friend's. So. Bar or what is uh, so, granola? Yeah. yeah, but I always like to try new things. So you're going to probably get something new. Okay, so 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 it's so. not, but it's not like you're not doing these things because your mom did them, your grandma did them. These are um, family baking things. That yeah, kind of business. yeah. Not there. I wouldn't say there's anything um, that way. Like traditional. Okay. It's more of just stuff I've developed over the years. Oh, also homemade dog treats. My kids, when my kids were little, we used to make homemade dog treats. Uh, am I qualified to make fun. dog treats? What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know what goes into a dog tree. Like I wouldn't oh. know what to. Well, some of the basics are things that are like okay for dogs. If uh-huh. I actually have a recipe book of dog treats. Wow, idea, a whole right? book. Yeah, whole book. So here are the kinds of common things you'd see in there: whole wheat flour, mm-hmm. peanut butter, mm-hmm. honey. Um, those kind, of, lots of like pure ingredients go into homemade dog treats. Hmm. Um, those are pretty three common things you would find in in dog treats and so i have one yeah so hmm. so we we do those and we cut them out and it seems like you could just eat that like you why, could like, like eat why is that a dog it. treat it, but um oh you know what i want to try this year i huh. want to try making biscotti that's my new oh that'll thing. be fun yeah biscotti's yeah. nice yeah. yeah nice with a you cup of coffee you could be a taste tester and i, what you I think. am absolutely on your so, team all right so I, you know, so those are things about the holidays I really enjoy okay. is things like that kind of stuff. Well, let me ask you so, one more just on the same theme because yeah. I wonder, like, maybe there's somebody out there who's also wondering this. Yeah. Are there any traditional things that you guys do? Like, is there anything that, like, is a hand down from From when the I family? was growing up? Well, from you or your husband. I mean, is there any are there any family traditions that you all practice uh, just for the sake of it Okay, being a well, one of them is when I was little hmm. – uh, when I was growing up, my dad was so into like the toy, like the the model trains. Okay. I said toy trains, model trains. Sure. And had these elaborate setups under the tree. Oh, okay. And not just we're not just talking. Did he have them year round, or he just bring them up for Christmas? No, just Christmas. Not, really? Okay. We're, we're not just right. talking. Just the train sure. and the track. We're sure. talking the entire village, the village that the, had like yeah. fake snow on sure, the th- I mean, moss it. Was, and the grass and oh, the yeah, really. And, and so sure. when we were little, that was a thing was setting up the train and. Oh, cool. Um, you guys did it together. And yeah. And nice. then when. Did it our, run through the tree? It ran around the tree. Around the tree, okay. And when my parents used to have a really huge house, they would create this huge, long, like, train setup. And then get this, when our kids, my my siblings and I, when our kids were really little, just they would have, like, an entire afternoon of just with my dad, their grandfather, setting up the train set. So then when we all got homes of our own, my dad took a box and he put, he made a train set for each of us. So we have a smaller version that... 
we set up under our tree. Oh, that's nice. In fact, now that we're saying it, now that my kids are college, I'm like, how do how can I get them to? Like, I was like, how can I get them to want to set it up? But I think if I bring it out and be like, hey, let's set it up right now, they'll they'll be like, okay. Might just so have to bring Tom a, over. My, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Have my dad go. come over. The other thing we do, and this is very common with lots of families, is when we put up the tree, which we did this weekend right after Thanksgiving, is um, putting up the the decor decorating the tree together. And so I, I have again because my kids are not really little anymore. I was like, okay, I just just. This afternoon, I just need you guys to come over. We're going to put up the tree or get out the ornaments. You know, I have to sort of like sure. say, be, you know, okay, only just 30 minutes. Come on over, you know, make, <laughs> make the time. So they both came over, and I just secretly, I took some pictures of them doing it, and they talk about the different ornaments. So remember, we got this one on this trip and that trip. And oh, so whenever we go nice. on a family trip, we always get an ornament. Oh, okay. So, cool. So that's that's the kind of fun thing that that's we do. Yeah, Those yeah. are a couple of our traditions. Nice. Um, um, nice. What about you? What What are some of the traditions you have? Oh, the only thing that really survives, I think, is is meals. Like people yeah. people get together people get together around the holidays for you know for protracted meals. Yeah. Are there certain dishes or certain ways? Not you guys anymore. Do the meals I mean, it depends or? on if you go to different people's different people's houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, but we don't do that much anymore because of COVID and because of um, you know death and fragmented families and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff like that you know life people moving away so um yeah we don't do as much of that but i think i think when you go to people's houses still they will always make one of the traditional things that they used to make i mean i know that's that seems to be what happens yeah. so so everybody seems to have things um but there isn't any particular thing anymore i mm-hmm. think i think a lot of the traditions used to be around children and stuff and now that there aren't small children um, as much in the part of the family that I populate then we um, you know there's a lot of you know kind of older people going ah (laughs) bah humbug (laughs) (laughs) wow All right. well maybe when there's another generation of small kids running around but sir Christmas is not a humbug You could do. We could do with a radio play. We could do excerpts from a Christmas Carol. We could you absolutely do so, expert excerpts from a Christmas you'd Carol. You would be so good you're, with all your different voices. That's something I talk. About. I'm, I can't wait for my um, uh, business ethics class to start up in the spring. So really? the very, very first thing we're going to talk about the holiday and Christmas and Scrooge. Carol. Scrooge, yeah. He's, oh. Listen, for those of you Scrooge who are wondering loved darkness cuz it was cheap <laughs> about Brian's take on the Christmas carol. We did a show a couple it's years cheap. ago. <laughs> it sounds like me when people um uh, at home will complain about in the winter about it being too cold and want to turn the thermostat, you know what I say? Mm. Put on a sweater. It's free. There you go. Free sweaters. It's free sweaters. Free Ed, sweaters. do not touch that thermostat. Put on a sweater. How oh, many man. layers do you have on? It's interesting. All right. Okay, couple more things. Um, this is so cool. It's called um, Offset Your Travel. So if you're yeah. traveling for the okay. holidays, it's this website called The Good Traveler. And what it does is it is a collaboration. Um, and it was founded – it's a collaboration among several airports. And it was founded in 2015 – by the San Diego International Airport to offer travelers a quick and easy way to make their air travel more sustainable. 
So what you do is you basically type into their website where you are traveling to, from and where you are going, and it will tell you how much money you could donate toward this organization and all the projects they do to help offset the carbon emissions that created by air travel. Isn't that cool? That is cool. I mean, there are a lot of these programs. Oh, I didn't know that's the first time I've yeah. heard of them. Well, if you travel through U of L, they usually give you an option to offset your travel. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, it's like it's like a couple of bucks per, you know, per uh, uh, flight or whatever. Okay. Know. Well, I tried this out today because I recently flew, as you know, huh. from Louisville to, to Vegas and back. Yep. And when and I what typed happened in, there stayed there. Yeah. Mostly. That's what I heard. Uh, mostly seventeen. It was seventeen. It was around seventeen dollars, and I was like, "That's totally reasonable." Oh, yeah. And I yeah, was yeah, like, "What a great way to to say, okay, I got to air travel, but I want to offset." And so, what's the offset that they do? Well, they have all these projects that you are donating to. You can oh, read okay. about the different projects they're doing. Gotcha. Um, it's usually something like planting trees or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Hmm. And yeah, I thought so. For those of you who are interested in learning more about that, if you're going to be doing air travel now or in the future, it's called the Good Traveler. What is it? GoodTraveler.org. That's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. And you know, um, also, if someone in your life um, does a lot of traveling, yeah. you know, perhaps that's a good gift opportunity as well. Great idea. Yeah. You could say I made a donation to the Good Traveler. And, um, yeah, yeah. So that's a fun gift idea. Well, you're going to be flying to and from Panama yep. um, very soon. Yep. So maybe you're going to offset yep. some of your carbon. Yeah, I tend to offset as soon as the option pops up. I haven't gotten that really? email yet. Okay, that's yep. kind of neat that yep. it prompts you. Mm -hmm. Okay, a couple more green ideas. Another one is um, with when you're having a holiday meal mm -hmm. or you're having a party, mm -hmm. don't have disposable um, plates oh, and man. we single use, right? It's so hard in our uh, culture because, yeah, yeah, that's just, that's so ubiquitous. I know. Yeah. Or if you're going to get the compostable <laughs> version. <laughs> what? You don't like the compostable no. version? Why? I didn't know that. Why? Well, they take a huge amount of time to break down. Oh. Um, and oh. the only way they really work, by the way, even Harvard says so, um, the only way they really work um, is if you shred them into very small pieces, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, of course, that needs to happen at the facility, but most facilities don't do that. Oh, I didn't know that. So what happens is, what happens is they take your bag full of holiday trash and they right. throw it into the landfill and they've got a dude that goes out there in a bulldozer or whatever and, and moves that around. Right, in order to make compost, really? right, because it's supposed to be the compostable waste, right, at, at, at the landfill. So they're moving that stuff around. And what's going to be left after all the compostable stuff breaks down, once you have soil there, right. you will have cutlery and compostable bags. And it will look, they will look just the same. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. But again, terrible. But, but, but the good news is if you put them back in and put them back in and put them back in eventually – they will break down. Now, the problem is, in a lot of cases, they're going to break down into microplastics first. Ugh. And the microplastics are corn-based, they're wheat-based, whatever, so it's not a big deal 
maybe that these are microplastics, but they take such a long time to break down that they can still cause the kind of havoc in the environment that a lot of microplastics mm. will cause, at least in their physical manifestation, right? And, you know, it's, it, it's just a real problem of the industry, right, that there isn't. Because, again, if I got a box of compostable forks or something and I could just have that box and went, oh, well, these have to be, you know, put through the wood chipper before I can put them in the compost pile or else I'll just pull them all out of the compost pile at the end. If, if, if that was happening and I knew that, that's fine. But, again, that's not how you normally get it. It's in another bag of trash. And so you would have to sift all that or shred all that. Again, none of this is really effective. And, frankly, most of the places aren't going to do it. And so compostable is a bit of a misnomer. Now, you can superheat these things way past normal um, conditions for a compost pile in a compost machine, which, you know, they cost several hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then they will melt into sludge, but they're still biochemically the same. It's still like a corn sludge. It's not... (laughs) It's not composted. Wow. Right? So I so. think the bottom line is don't fall for those um, compostable, um, single-use. I'm afraid at this point it's still a greenwash. Wow. Just a okay. scam. Just a scam. Yeah, and I've learned this term greenwash from you and our friend Dr. Justin Mogg, mm. who is the sustainable guru here at He is the pointy tip of the sustainability yeah. <laughs> sphere, as I like to put he, it. So greenwash is where a company says or gives the impression that they're being green, but like on the surface, but underneath, you see that there's not a lot of substance there. So that was a, an example of greenwashing. Now, um, another thought about your holiday meal. So we talked about um, like using, you know, uh, uh, you know, plates and utensils and cups that are not single use. Right. Uh, use cloth napkins. Mm-hmm. And, sure. you know, maybe your table decor, you might want to, and this is also a way to save money. Like, you might want to go out and get some, cut some greenery from That's your nice yard stuff. Sure. or something Pick like that. Pick it up that. in the park. Yeah. Um, yeah. And make a little, like, centerpiece. Um, use to get your soy or your beeswax candle. Mm. Maybe add those into your centerpiece. That's nice. That's a nice idea. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nice ways to um, do it. Find couple, some natural stuff. Yeah, a couple other ways that they mention. Oh, they talk about vegan. You're going to mm. like this. Vegetarian or vegan uh, meal. So I know you might have people in your life who love meat. Mm. So maybe you don't want to take meat totally off the buffet table, but could you could you have meat less of a, you know, featured menu item on your buffet table? Sure. Right? Sure. Because when you don't consume as much meat, how is how is not consuming as much uh, meat or not buying meat, how is that a sustainable move? Explain to people about that. Well, it takes a lot of resources to raise meat. Um, yeah. takes a lot of water, takes a lot of food that those might go other places. Um, certainly, there's also uh, a lot of emissions that come from the animals themselves. There's a lot of land that this mm. takes that is often then uh, spoiled. Resource intensive to get that. Resource meat, intensive, yeah. yeah. And then also, of course, there's whatever, um, you know, impact that it has on your body through the digestion and then maybe additives and then maybe antibiotics and then maybe, um, I don't know, maybe um, difficulties in various bodily processes that come from the, you know, the challenges of, e- of consuming something that's, that's really dense. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that most of us, 
do just fine with it, but some people definitely have have trouble. And, okay. Um, you know, there's also the there's also the question of I don't know, just the living animal. Like, do we have to murder something for this holiday? Right. Um, and you say, ah, it's not murder because it's just like you know, it's it's just like a plant. And you go, ah, I don't I don't think that's true. So um, there is also that issue of sort of the killing that goes along with it. Um, and just because you know, when I get um, you know, the, the packaged animal from the store or whatever, just because I don't have to deal with the blood doesn't mean that didn't happen. And if you're out there feeling smug because you're a hunter right now, you know, the only reason why we use hunting as a recreational activity um, in this regard and for individuals uh, buying food is is because we've set up the systems that way. It's not natural or anything. I mean, we're not going out into the, into the real wilderness um, and uh, somehow... Uh, doing something that's that's very natural. Mm. I mean, even the tracts of land that are set aside are artificial. The animals are often stocked for this purpose, you know, or they're allowed to overpopulate in the case of something like deer or whatever. So we have a robust hunting season. I mean, wow. it's just absurd um, that we that we continue these things if we care about something like the idea that this animal would have had a life that was at least as much filled with thriving as it could have achieved uh, in whatever environment it was in without us going in there and artificially snuffing it out when, frankly, we could have eaten a lot of stuff. Well, spoken like a lifelong vegetarian. (laughs) Not quite lifelong, but it's it's been a life. Um, So... um, Keeping in mind your menu and all the things we mentioned um, about um, also shopping locally and looking for seasonal, fresh, and plastic-free packaged foods. You know, that's a plus. The other thing they say is to, when you're cleaning up after the meal, compost your food waste and um, recycle your bottles or cans. So um, wouldn't it be great to challenge people to try to have a waste Free holiday. Yep, zero waste holiday. Good Wouldn't luck. Wouldn't that be great? Because we be did terrific. that with our neighborhood mm-hmm. picnic. We had mm-hmm. very, very, very little waste right yeah, before COVID. We well. were, mm-hmm. I think, we were really exemplary. And th- shout out to our neighbor Joyce Elder. It was her idea. Oh yeah, that we go yeah. zero waste. Good Wasn't job, Joyce, and good yeah. job to all the Seneca Vista leadership. Yeah, there. we have some great leaders in our neighborhood, and Brian <clears throat> leads our compost team. Yeah, which and, is a good team. Yeah, and. Um, we so there's all kinds of ways i hope all of these tips have given people some solid practical advice on how they can be more sustainable in their holiday is there anything we talked about today that you think are you're going to do like oh yeah i hadn't thought about that or anything that you that we talked about that will maybe help you be more sustainable in your gift giving or your uh, holiday celebrating? Well, I am sort of um, I am sort of interested in thinking about making some gifts. I've been I've been thinking about that already. Um, a few things have been purchased, but in some cases I think the homemade gift would would really be a better a better fit, especially if it's, you know, some food stuff or maybe handwritten stuff or whatever. It's just I'm often I'm often mildly dissatisfied with the idea of buying someone um, something when so many people already have the things that they need. Right. You know, and it's like, so I'm going to buy something for you to sit in your house to gather dust. 
or I'm going to buy you something that's going to go in your closet and create just another, you know, another another object to track. Yeah, and in some cases, of course, you know, if it's something meaningful, that would be very different. But in a lot of cases, it's not particularly meaningful. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like to fill the spot there. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I'm I'm sort of just in this conversation is sort of making me brainstorm a little bit about where I could insert some more homemade stuff because it's really easy like in my family it's really easy to say something like well you know I put a lot of thought into buying this gift and that's often true people do that and that's where Mm -hmm. they put their thought their energy yeah. yeah 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 and I think that that's fine but I also really appreciate you know a lot of times that people aren't gonna spend very much money you know, mm. that like I don't need them to spend a lot of money on me. And so maybe there are some people in my life who would like um, some things in that vein too. Anyway, I'm going to think about it. I think it's think about it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to think about – I like this idea about alternative wrapping oh, yeah. paper. Mm-hmm. I really like that mm-hmm. idea. And trying to challenge myself when I'm planning the holiday meal to, to, to buy everything, you know, locally grown and to have zero waste. So I, I really like that challenge. I'm going to I'm going to really think about how I can do that. Just well, try that out this year. That sounds so. good. And I know that you can, um, you know, you can always compost your waste there in the neighborhood, which is nice. Yeah. Not every neighborhood has that, but that's something that I you know. guys could do. You could do a composting area somewhere yeah. in your neighborhood on a piece of public ground or yeah. someone's backyard. Yeah, and so if people want to know the basics of how to start a compost, what can you direct them to a website or resource? Oh, or? I just think any, I think if you Google composting, you'll get it. I really? mean, really, any there of them are fine. They're good. Yeah, yeah, there's so many. I mean, I'm sure there's a composting.org out there or something that something probably something that people can use. Okay, yeah, well, that's yeah. that might be a good thing people could start during the holiday season. Yeah, because one thing about the holidays, you know, of course, is that there's tons of waste, mm. and um, you know, we get an uptick in that during the holiday season and not only should we be thinking about ways to um, you know to save some of that actual landfill waste from going in there but there's also the business of keeping some of the food out of the landfill and we already talked about some of those things but one thing that we might want to try to do is, is think about what do we do with our leftover food like at our own celebration do we have an outlet oh. to take that to people oh. who don't have um, you know any food at all and there's a lot of that um, how you do know, people find out in the about local some community th- or in the, what about in their local where do they find about food recovery options or food donation you can, where do they where you do can they certainly find google it with your local area food recovery but yeah. you can also I think you can contact um, uh, places like soup kitchens and outreach centers and uh, places where that serve uh, needy populations and ask them what their procedures are for you to dop- drop off unused holiday food. I don't know what's going on right now, especially during COVID, but certainly in the past, um, I've been able to take uh, you know trays of food from a home to um, you know, a, oh, a, okay. a place Local. where it can get used. Yeah. Okay, where folks are gathering and, and need food. And but it, it, you just might have to ask around a lot. Yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, there are people out there who can use that. Okay. So. Well, I hope this show, listeners, has been a good jump start to your holiday thinking about how to green it up. Because everyone should be greening it up. Even you. Mm-hmm.